when your captain gives a press conference and says, don't make a mountain of a molehill amid a defeat, which has been the worst in the history of their test cricket, you know, something is not right somewhere. And then you say, well, it's a sport, right? You win some, you lose some. And then you jog your memory and dial a few years back. You see that this is the third time that is happening in key encounters. So a champion team is losing the key moments of a match. That's not how you want your champion team to perform, right? And so losing is not the problem. I mean, it is a problem, but a far worse problem is the way that you lose. And so to nonchalantly dust it off as saying, oh, this is an aberration. Well, then it's happening way too many times to be deemed as an aberration. It is now becoming a pattern. It has become a pattern. And so the question is, where does the Indian cricket team go from here? Well, hello and welcome to the Gyanban Experience, a simple talk in the middle of a complex existence. Be it news, views, politics or country, movies, web series or a documentary, people, society or culture shock, expression of freedom or a mental block, we just do simple straight talk. If you are the types to sit up and think, then turn up the volume and don't blink. Stir up your coffee, monk or Bordeaux, you are listening to the right show. And though we can't unscramble your scrambled egg, it's no round hole in a square peg. Don't just sit there on the fence. Come on, jump into the Gyanban experience. You know, you want to stay positive and have constructive criticism. In times of defeat, it is very evident that you are disappointed and there is an emotional outburst and which is perhaps a touch of touch fair as well. Because if there was no emotional investment, then people wouldn't be following the sport or the team at all, isn't it? So it is very natural that a large diaspora of the cricketing fraternity is shocked at this defeat. So there is an emotional reaction that the most informed and well-balanced of cricketing minds are having as we speak. And then there are those trolls who needlessly and pointlessly bring the captain's wife into conversation on every defeat. Such trolls should be publicly punished, in my view, and to be set as an example. Yes, it is okay for you to be disappointed, but to have personal attacks on a man and his wife is extremely disgusting, to say the least. And I know I'm trying to measure my words carefully here, but you can imagine the angst that one feels, that this is such a bad representation of even India as a country. And when people outside the country hear this or read this news, they are like appalled. How is this even possible? I'm surprised if this even happens in any other country or any other sporting hero. You know, we haven't heard anything of that sort. And if it does, then that's abysmal anyways. But that's not a standard you would like to emulate or follow. So this needs to stop immediately. Now, let's move on to the actual situation where the questions in front, if you have to have a positive criticism are, so what happens next? Question one is, what do you do next? How do you treat the failure? Do you do a data analysis and say that, look, it was just one bad session, but you played well majority of the time? Is that one way of looking at it? The reverse of it is that, well, you are expected to win or be competent 
in that one session which matters the most. And so if you fault and falter, and if you have defaulted consistently over the last three, five, seven encounters in such key situations or key moments in the match, then would you just let it pass as a coincidence or an aberration? Or do you figure out if there is a pattern that is emerging? There are there were whispers on India becoming chokers in the recent past, and now those whispers have increased in volume and increased in frequency. And so what do you do next? How do you handle this failure? The question to ask is, have the Australians outsmarted you in on the playing field? Why do batsmen repeat the same mistakes over and over again? Then we'll spend a little bit of time on understanding the global reaction and in particular our neighbors, Pakistan. They have been very vociferous in their disappointment in India's batting lineup, so much so that Shoaib Akhtar went on a rant saying how the mighty Indian batting has crumbled in front of the Australian bowling. Wonder if he's heard a pot calling the kettle black, but we'll come to that. And finally, we'll wrap it up with the thought of captaincy moving from Kohli to Rahane and the cultural differences that the team is in or will face between now and the Boxing Day test match. As the proverbial cliche goes that it is easier said than done, imagine yourself in Mr. Virat Kohli's shoes right now. What do you do? What? How do you address your team? Do you address the living daylights out of them by asking tough questions, perhaps humiliating some of them with their choice of shots? Or do you pat them on the back and be this elder figure, elder brotherly figure and say, hey, don't worry, we'll get out of this form is temporary, class is permanent kind of a commentary? Or does he do a mix and match of these two strategies? Now, you can think of this as a one-off exercise, but if this is happening the third or fourth time, it makes it a little more complex, isn't it? How do you deliver the same type of messages again and again? What do you do as a leader when your team is now the butt of all jokes, sympathy and cringeworthy moments in the history of test cricket. Well, to get out of a mess, the first thing that you need is a plan to get out of the mess. You aren't going to find yourself somewhere down the line and bulldoze your way through nothingness. You would need a plan. And yes, you've heard about having a plan. I guess you've had plans and clearly you had plans for this test match, but it did not work. So then the question is, is the plan correct? Seldom do you say, yep, my plan was perfect, but the result was not. And so going back to the drawing board would be the first port of call. And so broadly, if you zoom out, you can divide this activity into two parts, the basics and the dynamics. The basics being the basics, the stuff that you need to know, that you already know perhaps and are not doing well, and the dynamics which are specific to the occasion, for example, in this case, the Boxing Day test. What are the three things that you're going to do specifically for the Boxing Day test? But then there are the fixed ones, which are the basics. So assert, assess and recommend to the team on the basics 
and on the dynamics. How do you do that? Make a grid and plot all the players one below the other, starting the captain, Ajinkya Rahane, to Munayank Agarwal, Shaw, Cheteshwar Pujara, everyone, right down to number 11 or 12, or even the probables that might play. Okay. Then have three columns. In those three columns have number one as objective, number two being prescriptive, and number three being assertive. How do you assess them on objectivity? So you pick one particular place, say begin with the captain, say Ajinkya, what is it that you need to be more objective about? Your core game, your core temperament, your core message to the team, you've got to be clear about that, very objective about it. What are you going to be prescriptive about? You've got to talk to a Prithvishaw and be prescriptive that look, whatever you have done, you have done. Can you now play closer to the body, for example? What are you going to do specifically to get your back closer to your body so there's no gap? So be very, very prescriptive. And then assertiveness. Those who know the basics are not doing because it's a mental attitude situation or a problem. How are you going to be assertive with them? What are you going to do to be assertive? What are the two or three things that you do that it asserts a particular position or stance that you've taken as a captain? So the message to James itself is very powerful that you've got to get your team under this thought process. Not one message will apply to all. I mean, yes, you're playing for the country, there's national pride, da-da-da. All those things are basics given, foregone conclusion. Now you have to take it up a notch higher. Well, nothing goes higher than national pride. But from a skillability standpoint, you'll have to think about how you engage every single player in your team just like you plan for every single opponent or opponent's dismissal then you've got to first before you do that you've got to first plan for your own team that what is it that you're going to do and in this case the need for the R to shake people off is to break down a big wall of problem make it into smaller parts and say hey Prithvi Shaw can you just play out 25 overs here is what you do here are the three things you do this is what happens. These are the deliveries that will come your way. This is the jibes or banter that might come your way. These are the distractions that might come your way. These are the scenarios that might come your way. Five balls going out and one coming inside. You know all that, but now you have to be prescriptive about it. And so go down to the smaller granular detail and say, this is what you have to keep reminding. Record this damn message and keep playing. That I have to play close to my body. You know, you're trying to do whatever works and however silly that might sound, but you've got to keep reminding those who need to hear. Then list down the common scenarios that are expected in the Boxing Day situation. Number one, you might win the toss, elect to bat. What happens then? Number two, you ele- won the toss and elect to bowl. Number three, you lose the toss, get to bat, and you, or you lose the toss and get to bowl. These are the four possibilities. What do you do if these situations happen? The pitch traditionally has been slow and low. And so what are the scenarios that the Australians might come up with? You could come up with five, seven scenarios. Like when they see that there are no wickets for 10 overs, what is the change that they do? That, you know, anticipate that. Be alert. If there's an alerting mechanism that you need to do between the two players on on the field like at the 10 over mark and the non-striker go and talk to the person on strike and say hey listen now it seems like somebody will try and do something different so keep each other alert over a period of time that's what test cricket is all about having 
longer periods of concentration. So read the game at all times. You cannot just flow with the motion. You have to read and think about the game as you play. And that's why it's test cricket, right? It's just not one slam bang thing. We'll have to read the game. Likewise, if Australia win the toss and uh, are into bat, what are the scenarios when a batsman gets set? Think of Labuskagne or you think Steve Smith. If they get in in the first 20 minutes, what is it that you do differently rather than the rather than let the game drift? What will you manufacture? What would you engineer to upset a rhythm? Think and discuss and execute on those parts, right? Have a situation for every single dismissal, right? People say, we have plans for every every batsman, but then what if those plans fail? So what is it that you will switch to? What's plan B? Suppose somebody, uh, if Bumrah has a ba- bad day, for, for God forbid, if he too gets injured, what's your plan B? How are you going to dismantle? Are you going to give up the fight? No. So then what are you going to do? So create scenarios. Don't wait for the batsman to make a mistake. Can you engineer a mistake from them? If that means that you have to cut off that mid-off single, if it means that you have to keep your keeper slightly closer, if it means that you might want to keep a third man, if you, uh, you know, early part of the innings, could be multiple such situations. So build scenarios per batsman, not just one way of dismissal, but different periods of dismissal. If the guy is not, what do you do from, say, score 1 to 25 or 30? What are the three things you try? What are the three things you try from the score 30 to 50 or 30 to 49? What are the things you try at the score 49 so that, you know, that still there's this tinge of nervousness somewhere that I have to at least get to a 50? Can you capitalize on those moments? Then from, say, 51 to, say, 90, What are the five things you will try differently in that period? And so you see these micro moments, you have to keep trying. And you know what? It's very unlikely that if you have tried so many things, one and when I say just on a side note, when I say so many things, that so many things doesn't mean you're trying 50 different things. Sometimes bowling in the same channel for 17 consecutive deliveries is also one thing. You know what I'm saying? So if you... People sometimes try to bowl six different deliveries. For all you know, the need of the hour is that, yep, I'm going to give you an offside feel predominantly and you're going to try scoring on the onside. Yeah, one of them you might connect, but that doesn't mean I'll change the line and length immediately. I will keep on bowling, keep on bowling and induce you because that's a difficult shot to execute, right? Across the line at 140 plus clicks. That's a risky business or you could you know, go around the wicket and bowl cross to the almost aiming at the first slip. Let him go for a cover drive. One, two, three, but the fourth one will nick. So do you want to take that kind of a gamble? And when should you take that kind of a gamble? These are the scenarios that you might want to capture per batsman per score range. So 0 to 25, 25 to 49, then 49.50 is another micro session. And then 51 to say 65, 67, and then 70 to 90 is another period. And then 90 to 100 is the most vulnerable period where you have high likelihood of getting people out. And then immediately on 100, you know, people lose their grit and determination a little bit. And then what is it, the three things that you try? So it's incessant pressure, relentless. This is known as relentless pressure. And this has to be translated on field. 
that is when the opposition realizes that you have more than one trick up your sleeve and you are not dependent on one particular bowler to turn superman you have an army who will come one after the other relentlessly and that's when you break the mental barriers down and set the cat amongst the pigeons at that point in time and that's how you gain an advantage in a test match you know if i were to sum this up for you the test match begins for the captain 3 or 4 days before the test match actually begins and in the situation that we are in right now the test for the captain has already begun and each day each hour that you waste in recuperating from the past is a wasted effort now get down to action where you have a set playing 11 explain the processes to them explain the prescription to them explain the accountability to them that's how you move forward really and this is a crisis management that you are doing right now clearly the message for the subsequent series would be to pick players who are mentally already doing the basics and are talented enough to adjust to the dynamics of the next series you know there is nothing wrong to be aggressive as long as it keeps delivering the results and when you raise the bar so high that you arguably the top two or three sides in the world your the expectations from the team are even higher informed cricketer or the informed fan today also knows that while you might call yourself the top 2 or 3 teams in the world there are only 8 teams playing of which realistically there are only 3 or 4 in which you are 2 or 3 so if in four proper teams you are at number 2 or 3 then that doesn't speak much to be fair and so the, there are always two sides to the coin to calling yourself the you know top team in the world so be very careful on that but that said it is what it is it's not our fault that only four teams properly play, play or seven teams properly play cricket and it is what it is and we'll happily take either being number 1 or number 2 or whatever but that said if mahendra singh dhoni had to choose between a disciple between uh, ajinkya rane and uh, mr virat kohli your guess is as good as mine i think uh, jinx is more of the dhoni school of cricket in terms of being calm in terms of being you know let's do the job without making too much noise about it mr virat kohli is all about being expressive right and all of this is fine it's all for glamour and endorsement and all those things and maybe he genuinely feels that way i mean in some commentary i heard that it, that's the only way he knows how to play always on full prime fifth gear form as it were there is also the slight aspect of getting burnt out passion and rage that one has at age 25 26 is not the same at age 32 especially when you are captaining all three formats and there is a degree of mental burnout and so has mr kohli passed his prime is a question that will begin to be asked more often than not it's probably already being discussed in hushed circles because if you can notice roughly say kohli till the 2017 2018 is very different from the kohli after that yes he has scored runs and don't go by the numbers alone it's the way in which the numbers have been scored at the times they have been scored start to matter much more and that's why you're a senior player that you score you're a big match player right when it matters you score and that's what he was consistently doing with all those records on you know maximum centuries while chasing and all that but now you see that element of 
calmness, if you will, under the garb of extreme reaction is coming down. Uh, the, the mellowness of it all is slightly evident. Somewhere it's creeping. It's not. Remember, it, it, this requires perhaps a little more fine eye to pick it up. If you watch the player closely over the last 10 odd years, you will notice. And you'd say, well, that's for the good, isn't it? That he is no longer abusing anything and everything and not in your face on everything and anything. And it's all translated into fitness and all that. All that's fine. At the end of the day, what does Indian cricket captain need? He knows that there are people who are not going to be like him. And so he cannot expect everyone to be like him. The smart captain is to let everyone be the way they are and excel in what they do the best. Right? Think of Pujara. Every time he's been hurried to make quick runs, he's got mentally confused and either run himself out or got out playing a silly shot. He's not that kind of guy. He's to be left alone and left to do his thing. Can you not afford that in one team in a test match? I mean, seriously, that's why you won the previous time. Why would you want to even alter that state of calm at all? Whether it takes 110 deliveries to get one run or 200 deliveries to get one run is immaterial. His occupying the crease is an important role. Why would you want to alter that? Likewise, some of these openers, you've taken Mayanka Garwal, you've taken Mr. Prithvi Shaw, arguably called him the prodigal son and now suddenly overnight you would think he's not the prodigal son. There is no hope for him and then there are more talented people as replacements. So it doesn't give the message of stability to the team. The team needs to feel stable. Yes, you're on your toes, but you also need to be stable. If you are perpetually worried that I won't be allowed to play my natural game, then playing against the natural flow often gets you in bad situations. There is a reason why we are dropping so many catches. There's a reason why we are getting out outside the off stump. Despite it's like in Hindi, you know, in that movie they said Keh Keh Lena. It's like people are throwing in the gauntlet to you, saying like, "Look, here's the challenge. I will bowl outside the off stump, and you will nick one. And what do you do? Instead of leaving that delivery, you again nick the same delivery. So what? What is it? Is it an ego battle that you're trying to overachieve? So the captain right now needs to abandon the ego battles and say, look, let's ensure that the team players play to the best of what is available to them at that moment. And this is test cricket. It is about five days. We don't need to play like a one-day match. I mean, these are the part of the basics. So the, the journey that the Indian team will have after the departure of Mr. Kohli to and Jinx taking up the captaincy would be that there will be a degree of calm. There will be a degree of let people be. So for all you know, they will bounce back. It's not the point, but it still does not take away the problem, the festering problem of performing when it matters. And how does this change? It's when you win crucial matches, moments, encounters, crucial ones, where, say, the series is at stake. That's why. People got so disappointed at the World Cup semi-final loss where people were saying, well, you had to win the other matches, right? I mean, either ways, you would have still made it to the final four. It's the final four match that you needed to win on that day that you lost. Then you go back to the Champions Trophy final and you go to the T20 World Cup final. And so many such key moments that are happening at 
pretty regular intervals now is where the captaincy is being questioned are you pushing your team to be something they are not and is that the mantra for success i don't think so the true mantra for success is to make the team do what they are good at you pick the 11 basis complementary skill sets one is a belligerent a hitter the other one is a grafter the other one is a you know accumulator the other one is aggressor or whatever this mix and match and the balance of it makes a team so you let them do what they do now if there are going to be 11 virat kohlis in the team if that is the aspiration then it's a very wrong aspiration today they are not able to say anything about it or air their views tomorrow who knows you know much later these some of these guys who are the current players will retire and write a book will say you know arguably we could have done so much better had we just been left to ourselves to do what we we know what we could have done so these are the conversation that the team needs to have even if they go on to win the australia series which they still might as well do ideas to not forget about it and say oh this is once in a while because now that once in a while has happened multiple times so next few big matches you've got to win that's the pressure you've put yourself under and true champion teams will deliver under pressure that is the expectation so in summary the captaincy change from mr kohli to ajinkya rane will be perhaps a blessing in disguise for the team and they will have three tests not just one where ajinkya can be himself the way he thought he should be and in his mind he has to let go of his past baggage if he had any if he's feeling like a victim of you know circumstance if he's feeling like oh my god i should have been a regular in this team and look where i am left in the wilderness right now you should just abandon all those thoughts and say look now there are three tests that i have and in these three tests i've got to do it for my country i have to do it for myself and i have to do it for the team these three things should be amply and simply clear and once he gets to do it his right way one thing will become very clear is he a good captaincy material or is he not a good captaincy material and like i said even when the series is done and dusted one needs to go back to the drawing board and start questioning the support staff what is happening there why are they the way they are and what is the thinking process and somewhere that communication has to go out to the public as well this is a team which is there because a billion people or close to a billion people follow them and so are you saying that the billion people who follow them passionately invest their time energy and money to follow them don't deserve to know what the hell is going on inside the team of course they do it has to be under right to information we need to know and so you can't turn up in a press conference and feign ignorance and say i will shut off all noise no sir you will not shut off all the noise you are the set of people who are there because we as fans pay money through our cable channels through stadium tickets through whatever endorsements through eyeballs basis which the money goes to you so in, in some sense it's direct public money going to you and if that if it is our money which is making you function or paying your salary then you are accountable to us in by way of answering what the hell is going on and so my humble request to you guys is do not come up with this too clever by half kind of statements during those silly press conferences post match where nobody asks any seriously tough questions right 
and just say, you know, we don't focus on this, we don't care about this and give all those holistic answers. Come up with some real statements that here is the problem, here is what we have identified. Don't give like motherhood statements like our intent was lacking. Skip, we know the intent was lacking. The question is, why was it lacking? How did you let it happen? That's the answer we'd like to know. You can make a mountain of a molehill. I don't have words to express. I mean, chief, you've got to have the words to express. That's the least you can do. Anyways, I guess you get the point if you ever get a chance to listen to this podcast. The idea is not to criticize you or we don't doubt that you are putting in any less efforts or that you are complacent. I don't think that is the real case. But clearly, somewhere not reading the game is something that bothers at least me as a fan. Whereas your counterpart is reading the game very cleverly. I mean, the question is, have Australians outsmarted you? You know, the last or the earlier Australian strategy was to have the mental disintegration. And so there would be verbal exchanges even before the test match. In one such case, Mr. McGrath said, yeah, you will lose 4-0. I think Mr. Clark also made some statement like that. That's old school Australian strategy. I guess the new school strategy is to, you know, praise them like, wow, he's like, what a genius, what a great player, what are this and his ability, I'm in awe of them and you put them in such a high pedestal that the pressure translates back onto them when they view a similar content. And who knows, it could be some of those Australians will, I I love the fact that they keep thinking about the game, not just what they are doing on field, but off the field as well. And so, and that is backed by talent, right? So it's a 360 degree approach. And I don't see a reason why you can't do the same. You can go back and say, wow, Steve Smith, we expect him to score three double hundreds on the row and let's see what he does. And if he does, then he does, right? But then you also create the pressure or the public pressure or the social media pressure and fight the battle there. I don't know, there could be multiple ways to think about the game and get that strategic advantage because no inch is given or no inch is taken just like that. You have to fight. And in case you didn't know this already, fight does not end when you have won the test match or the series. The fight is also keeping the foot on the throat even after the series is over. That's the true grit of fight. That if you have won the the series 3-1 and it's the last day and the last session when they are... Uh, nine wickets down or seven wickets down and just three overs to play, you don't go through the motions. You bowl hard and get to the point where they are all out before the end of the play. That is called relentlessness. And I see that element missing in this current team. If you are to be a champion team, which is head and shoulders above the next immediate challenger, then these are the micro moments that you have to keep capturing consistently over a period of time to make yourself invincible. Think of, you know, the movie Parlance. There was an all-time villain called Kaiser Soze in Usual Suspects. You know, the build-up to Kaiser Soze was so big that by the climax, you're like, who is Kaiser Soze? And like, how big is he? And how dangerous is he? You've got to get the team to that level of invincibility that people fear playing you and that can only happen when you consistently capture these micro moments time and again a quick word to our neighbors in pakistan cricketing fraternity look we appreciate your concern we do and thank you for having so many video channels and youtube channels 
spending copious amount of time covering all our cricketing event and we feel sorry that you can't play the same level of cricket anymore and are continuously living in past glory that we once did what we did with questionable umpiring supporting your matches in most occasions but we'll let bygones be bygones point is oiling your own machinery is always helpful and when you come to level playing field and get to a position where you can dictate terms the way australia or some of the better teams and i'm not even mentioning india does on a consistent basis over a period of time then perhaps people will take you a little more seriously than they do now right now it's just a rant so please do yourself a favor focus on your home first get your house sorted and your appreciation love and critiquing is well taken please don't get us wrong we are more than happy as a cricketing country to appreciate any kind of positive critiquing but to use derogatory language to address a team not doing well is quite reflection of your own tradition and culture we don't believe in doing that at all in fact i know of many cricket aficionados in the country who actually lament the fact that pakistan is struggling to get to the levels that it can potentially be at there's never a dearth of talent that pakistan had in terms of players is the system the processes once they click they'll be a force to reckon with so we'll wait till you get your act together but in the meanwhile there will be days when team india does well and days when they will not do well and the days when they don't do well if you have critiquing that is most welcome and if it is a rant then i'd recommend you keep it to yourself and if the days when the team does well and you appreciate it that appreciation is taken in humility that's been our culture Well, that's all the time I had for this test match debacle and hoping that the Boxing Day test match we see a better performance which is likely, most likely because the pitch will not be the same, the color of the ball will also not be the same and hopefully if Mr. Ajinka Rane wins the toss gets to bat and puts up like a 400-500 run total the match will be slightly more different. I'd just like to say that I share all these comments in in true spirit as being a fan of the sport and there is no personal animosity between any of the players or any of this thing we will always back you as a team no matter how good or bad you do it's easy to back when you are doing well but we will stand by you when you have not done well as well the only ask we have as fans is that when you lose you give them a bloody scare you give them a run for their money they should feel the opponents should feel that oh we just got lucky that one moment went our way and those kind of victories are never satisfactory victories yes on the table you won but somewhere the fear is lurking inside that had that one micro moment turned the other way around then we would be on the wrong side of the result and that's what you want to leave the opponent with in case you are faced with a situation of an inevitable defeat you don't give up in the defeat you make it bloody tough that's what you expect from a champion team in the process if you keep doing this you will win well so guys leave me a comment on the link below send me a voice message reach me on my social media handles gyan ban on twitter or on facebook 
or send me an email on gyanban at gmail.com that's g-y-a-n-b-a-n-n at gmail.com and I'd love to hear your thoughts and if you feel there are something else I need to cover I'd be happy to do that in the subsequent episodes till then stay well stay safe have a great Christmas and let's hope the last few days of this year end in a happier note